0: I think like a two weeks so or one week before they closed, they start saying that they were gonna lay off some people and some people were gonna stay working. And so everybody was in shock.
1: This is Marisa Rocha. I like to be called Rocha. She's a utility porter at the Strat Hotel and Casino on the Las Vegas Strip.
0: My do are shampoo carpet, waxing the floors, stuff like that.
2: Rocha is 40 years old. And she's worked at the Strat for seven years. During that time, she built a life for herself, putting in her hours, volunteering with her union, buying a home. And then on March 18th, 2020, the COVID
1: 19 pandemic did something no one expected. It forced Las Vegas casinos to close their doors for the first time in almost anyone's memory. The Strat was no exception.
0: I was on the hallways inside, and they were shooting like the power, one by one, and you can see it on the on the hallway. It feels really sad when you see that. It was like getting dark, 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 dark. And it was something that I, I never imagined it was going to happen.
2: In January 2020, more than 81,000 people worked in the hotels and casinos along the Strip. When those places shut down, the whole state was affected. By April that year, Unemployment in Nevada was at 28%, the worst of any state in the U.S. Of course, a lot has changed since then. Las Vegas is
1: back in business. Tourists are in, mask restrictions are out, and
2: some casino companies are hiring in the hundreds. But recovery isn't happening at the same pace for everyone. Many workers like Rocha are still getting back on their feet, financially and personally. So we asked her, how did she get through the past year? Where is she
1: finding support, comfort, community? And what does her experience tell us
2: about how society can do better? I'm Samantha Lainey-Perfos. And I'm Jessica Mendoza. We're reporters for the Christian Science Monitor. This is Stronger.
1: Women about what they've lost to this pandemic and how they're winning it back.
2: Today's episode: the service worker.
1: One thing we heard from almost everyone we talked to in this series: they love
2: living in Las Vegas. Rocha, for example, she's bounced around a lot.
0: I was in Texas. I live in Houston for a year. I live for six months in McAllen. And before that, I live in California. Though she's originally from Durango, Mexico. And the weather from Durango is exactly the same as it's in Las Vegas. So I feel at home. I, I love Vegas.
2: It's more than just the weather, though. Rocha moved around a lot because she was constantly looking for work that could support her family. For a while, her wife and stepson were in Mexico, and she wanted to make enough to get them here to the States. The jobs she picked up were all over
1: the place. Aircraft cleaner, cosmetologist. At one point, she was working at Subway, the fast food restaurant. Then she started hearing about casino work.
2: Some people told me like, if you work for a casino, they pay really good, and they union. In 2006, Rocha joined the Culinary Workers Union, Local 226. It's part of the biggest union in Nevada, with over 60,000 members. And although it took a few years for her to take full advantage of it, being with the union eventually became a game changer for her. Rocha used her membership to sign up for certification classes at the Culinary Academy of
1: Las Vegas. The school is a nonprofit affiliated with the union. It provides hospitality, vocational, and even language training for workers like her.
0: When you are union, you get free classes. They they trained me there. They gave me a certificate. They helped me to fill out applications for different casinos. Rocha trained as a GRA, or Guest
2: Room Attendant. That's the person who cleans rooms and bathrooms, restocks fridges, and responds to requests or complaints from guests.
0: You will have to be a GRA to understand what I'm talking about, but that's a really hard job. But there at the school, they help a lot. Students would be told, Make a bed, and then you make a bed, they time you they start making you fast so when you are on the floor like working for casino you don't get behind Rocha landed her
2: first job at the Strat in 2014 as a GRA she quickly realized it wasn't for her girls I cry sometimes because it
1: was tough it was tough so she went back to the academy and she got a new certification as a utility porter which, honestly, doesn't sound that much easier.
0: In the morning, you start fixing your car, getting everything to start. And then they give you assignments, like you gotta vacuum the hallways. Sometimes they call you for biohazard. What does she mean by
1: biohazard? I think like people throwing up, among other things.
0: Gross. That's the hardest part of utility. If you don't have the stomach for it, it's not really your position to,
1: <laughs> to apply for. But Rocha liked the work. For one thing, it gave her a chance to support her coworkers who were GRAs. That was important to her. Being a
0: utility, you are able to help the GRAs. <laughs> I work a little bit harder to, to help them out. And because she had union support, Rocha also
2: felt like it was a stable job. Technically, she was considered part-time, but she
0: regularly worked a full week. Usually when you start in a casino, they give you some hours because you won't call. But I was very lucky because I had my 40 hours since I started. Even being a part-timer, I even sometimes do like OT overtime. Do you mind us asking about how much you got paid? Was
2: it hourly? Was it salary? Like, did you get benefits with the job?
0: So we have insurance through the union. We have pay vacation Depend on uh, what contract we have, they give us a raise every year. And my pay was, at that time, it was twenty fifty one. 51 That's $20.51 an hour,
1: which at 40 hours a week, came to about $41,000 a year. Which
2: isn't a ton, but the average salary for janitorial staff in Vegas is about $15 an hour. By the time she was at the
1: Strat, her family had moved to the U.S. from Mexico. And it was a union program that helped
2: them get a house, the same house Rocha lives in today. Those were pretty good years for Rocha. She and her wife were doing well.
0: I have a a really good marriage when I was married.
2: She had her stepson. His name is José Armando
1: León. And they were raising him to be empathetic as well as independent. Like the time all three of
2: them worked at a local pizzeria together.
0: It was a a small business. We were answering phones or taking orders, so it was server, cashier, everything. I told him when he's ready, he can have his own business and know how to treat the employees.
1: The gig didn't last long because Rocha was already working at the Strat at the time. And it was a lot working two jobs.
2: But getting that message across to her son was important to Rocha. So was education for the whole family. Rocha used to work with Jose Armando on his homework.
0: In learning with him, I was able to get my high school diploma. I went to get the test, and I passed, and I was like, wow, I think it's because of him. Jose Armando is 18 now.
2: He's graduated from high school, and Rocha couldn't be prouder.
0: What does he want to be? He want to be a a rapper. (laughs) I mean, is he a good rapper? Have you heard any of his music at all? Yeah, I hear it. I like it. I think he's going to make it. He's a a very hard worker. He likes to dream a lot and he's very passionate. He's a good kid. I think raised by two moms, we make a good kid.
1: After the casinos closed in the spring of 2020, Rocha and her family relied on $600 a week in unemployment through the CARES Act along with the various other COVID-19 stimulus checks that Congress made available.
0: At first, the family tried to enjoy the break. First month, it was like, okay, we we thought it was going to be only a little bit. I even have pictures of us playing uh, game boards. But soon,
2: the novelty started to wear thin. Rocha never had to rely on unemployment benefits before.
0: Never in my life. And I don't like to stay home. I'd rather work than get unemployment. And as the weeks turned into months, money started to get tight. It started getting scary because even with the unemployment, we're not getting the regular pay that we used to. And we have more bills, not only the house.
1: What might have been the worst part, though, was that as all this was happening, Roach's
0: marriage ended. I got divorced during the pandemic, and it's still hard. Rocha, understandably,
2: didn't wanna talk very much about what happened, at least not until we met up with her in person. But the divorce meant that her wife and stepson moved out and Rocha lost her support system at home. Before
1: all this, the union was already a big part of Rocha's life. But as the hits kept coming,
2: Rocha turned to the organization even more. Some of it was because they helped with resources, the union regularly connected members with state and federal sources of funding.
0: We have a text that I would receive from them. They keep us informed. They also work with the
1: Culinary Academy of Las Vegas to provide food assistance through a program called Helping Hand.
0: They had the food bank, and for some people that also have a way together, they do delivers. The they're very, they're very good at this. And then in July of 2020,
2: after more than three months without work. Rocha finally got a call from the Strat, telling her she could come back in. I was
0: excited because we want everything to go back to normal. I only worked three days, and then that's when I got sick. So I called the housekeeping department and them, hey, I'm feeling this, I just want to let you know before I go. And they say, well, uh, stay home, and HR will contact you. And they never did. Did the Strat offer
2: paid time off or any support while you were unable to work?
1: No, not at that time. We did reach out to the Strat. We asked about its policies around supporting workers throughout the pandemic. They declined to comment.
0: Now we have a law here in Nevada. Is that is SB4. Relax. Senate Bill 4 passed during the special session and offers protection for businesses and thousands of and hospitality workers.
1: And it was inspired Today,
0: by a man who worked on the Las Vegas Strip
1: as a Caesars Entertainment employee. Non-profit, he lost his life but earlier. critics this.
2: claim it does not go far enough. Senate Bill 4 requires Nevada employers to provide 10 workdays worth of paid leave for workers who test positive for COVID-19.
1: It's named after Adolfo Fernandez a utility porter who died from COVID-19. The bill excludes healthcare and public school workers, and it removes liability from employers if they follow the safety guidelines, which led some activists to say the bill
2: didn't go far enough. Still, the union fought heavily for the bill because of the protection it would provide its members, both in terms of financial security and their health. The bill didn't become law until August, too late really to help Rocha.
1: But that whole experience made her feel that her values and priorities really aligned with the unions.
0: Now it's like I feel more safe. And this is about honesty, you know, not about, oh, I'm going to get my day of pay. It's about honesty and caring about others.
2: To be clear, we're not here to judge whether unions are good or bad. It's just to say, for someone like Rocha, It was life-changing to have an organization like the Culinary Workers Union supporting her, even before the pandemic.
1: And after everything she went through, well, it was through the union that she found purpose, community, and a lifeline.
0: For real, it's not that I put too much cream on the tacos about the union, but if it wasn't for them, I would feel alone. You know, they were there for me all the time.
2: Like the other women in this series, Rocha's year was beyond rough. But throughout her conversation with her, she was always ready with a thoughtful comment or a dry joke or a smile. So we were excited to meet her in person. After the break, we visit Rocha
1: and her dog and see how she's doing.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Molly Jackson, one of The Monitor's international editors. This has been a year when we appreciate the people who can keep us going. Family, friends, coworkers, anyone more than ever, especially for working women. When you feel this close to dropping one of the way too many things you're juggling, it helps to hear you're not alone. These are the stories of Stronger, and if you're enjoying them, I hope you'll support more work like this by subscribing to the Christian Science Monitor. Just visit csmonitor.com slash subscribe and join our community. Again, that's csmonitor.com slash subscribe. And thanks for listening.
0: (laughs) Go ahead and move up, please.
2: We went to see Rocha in Las Vegas in late April of this year. By then, she was more or less back at work, but her hours weren't regular yet, so she was still getting food assistance from the union. And your phone number?
0: We're
1: not sharing her number, but we will share that there was a volunteer booth that was playing very loud party music. They had a box of Krispy creams open on their table, and Sam got very close to snatching a couple for her greedy
2: self. That is not true. I just <laughs> thought about it for like a second. If you say so. <laughs> I did have us peek into Roach's food box, though, to see what she got that day.
1: And she did warn you, Sam, there wouldn't be any candy in the box. Clearly, Sam has a sweet tooth. Uh,
0: can you tell us what's in the box? Uh, a zucchini, I guess yeah. it is, yeah. Uh, carrot, onion, apples. There's uh, it's like potatoes po- in there. Potatoes. And then
2: there's like greens and mac and
0: cheese. Yes. Each box
1: had just about enough for a family of four for a week. Remember, at the start of this episode, we said that recovery wasn't happening at the same speed for everyone. Throughout the pandemic, something like 1,800 union members a day were going to Helping Hand pop-ups to pick up
2: food for their families. And it was easy to believe those numbers, judging by the cars we saw lined up that day. The union said that as of June, the program had supplied 350,000 packages of food to laid off and furloughed hospitality workers.
1: For these folks, people like Rocha,
2: not having to spend on food meant
1: they could use their unemployment funds to pay their mortgage, pay their bills, and other expenses.
2: She did say, though, that it doesn't have everything— she usually goes to the grocery store for dairy, other perishables, stuff like that. Oh, and also tortillas, <laughs> an essential yeah. item.
0: So, yeah, that's what we get, and they allow us to come like uh, once a week. Yeah, so it's something less that you have to grab you know, yeah. from the store. Like, exactly when we get this, what we do is uh, chicken soup with vegetables, so that way we use this, and uh, yeah, it really, it really helps.
1: That same day, we sat down with Rocha at her home, just a few miles from the park where the food bank was
2: set up. We showed up bright and early so we could catch her before work.
0: I can bring you to the backyard if yeah, you want sure. to see that. Yeah, I don't yeah. have it really neat, but... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, I have a dog, but he doesn't bite. It's a little bit. Okay. He's a
2: friendly dog. Yes.
0: Her
1: dog's name is Guero, and he was really cute. He's a Maltese poodle mix with a Pomeranian grandpa. And he had his own doggy house in her living room.
2: And it yes. sounds like you have some, like, multiple... Oh,
0: hello. Oh, he never barked. Really? <laughs> what did do? The- no. You're a uh,
2: fierce guard he? dog. Come on.
0: We got
1: comfortable in her backyard, which has a stone patio table and benches. Rocha was already in her Strat uniform. She'd gotten a call to come into work later that day. Recently, the Strat has been calling her in for shifts more regularly.
0: Last week was the only time that I worked five days, so today is my fifth day this week. Wow, does it feel good? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I got uh, my first check from them, and uh, it was refreshing, you know. Coming back, it made me feel nice and, and happy inside.
2: It was great to hear her say that. What with the layoff and the divorce and getting sick, it seemed like Rocha deserved at least one good break. Thankfully,
1: she's had more than one. In the spring, her mom and nephew moved in with her. Along with slowly getting more hours at work, it softened some of the pain of her marriage ending.
0: The split wasn't about like no love, it was more about my goals are not your goals. But we still have a a nice relation, we get along. Rocha has stayed
2: connected with her stepson too. He was really understanding of what his parents went through.
0: At the end, we talk, and he only asked, are you guys okay? Are you sure? He was the psychologist of us.
1: But the union is still a constant presence, and not just as a source of material support. The union has helped Rocha to find purpose. Ahead of the 2020 election, Rocha spent some time out of state, campaigning for various Democratic candidates that was the first time she'd ever done any kind of political work. And she really valued the sense of empowerment that came with
0: it. I find out that there's different ways to grow as a person.
1: And lately, she's been putting in volunteer time as a shop steward, which is essentially a union
2: representative. The work involves everything from answering members' questions about contracts to acting as a witness when a member is called in by their employer. But for Rocha, ultimately... It's about helping other members be aware of their rights as
0: workers and making sure
2: those rights are respected and protected.
0: Knowing your rights is is amazing because you don't have to get mad. You are telling them with knowledge, and that's how we fight. That's how we fight. It's rewarding.
1: Of all the ways she was helped by the union, Rocha said the best thing
0: was not feeling alone. If you need food, they're there. If you need to get a house, they're there. If you need an education, they're there. If you need a lawyer, they're there. Health insurance, that's something amazing, you know. Would you say the union in some ways feels like a family or a community? Yes, it is. And then like in other families, they have issues, you know. Mentally, I think it's always feeling secure that even if right now it's bad, If we keep united, we're always going to win. Even as a country, as you know how the world, we get connected through the pandemic, and we're making it. We're making it work. Like I said before, I don't want it to be normal. I want it to be better than before.
1: Sam, something you and I talked about a lot while producing this series is how inspiring it is to be around women who don't let bad breaks keep them down. But I think what I really appreciated about Rocha's story is that it shows how important it is to also have structures for support. A community that's there for you to lean on, whether that's family, friends, coworkers, or like for Rocha, something a little more organized. I think that's something a lot of us take for granted. So it's kind of like you can think whatever you like about unions, but to me, the takeaway is that Rocha feels like that's the kind of support she's getting. It's her community.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And for Rocha, being involved in the union has also made her realize that she has a voice that she can use. And it's empowering, not just in her own life, but also in advocating for others, too. Before we left, she actually mentioned that she wants to invest more time in advocating for the rights of the LGBTQ community. She especially wants to work with young people who might not have a support system yet. In many ways, the union showed her how strong her voice can be. And it's helped her step into her own sense of power and agency.
0: Do you feel like this past year has changed you? Uh, Yes, I think it made me more confident and maybe because being far away from people, you discover sometimes uh, different qualities that you have that you didn't know that you have that make me more like, I'm okay with myself. I'm a strong woman.
1: Thanks for listening. Next time on Stronger, we hear from Leslie Stevenson, a social studies teacher in the Clark County School District.
2: Leslie has been feeling the burnout from teaching for years now. But the pandemic really made her question, should she continue to teach at all? My doctor even said, you need to find another job. This is ridiculous. She sees a lot of teachers. And it shouldn't be this way. We hope you'll join us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us. You can find all our episodes by searching for "Stronger" on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, or visit csmonitor.com/stronger.
1: This episode was reported and produced by me, Jessica Mendoza, and me, Samantha Liney Perfas. Edited by Clay Collins and Trudy Palmer. Sound designed by Morgan Anderson and Noel Flat. Additional audio elements by KNTV Channel 13 Las Vegas and 8 News Now. Brought to you by the Christian Science Monitor. Copyright 2021.
0: You like roller coasters? Yes, we were actually talking yeah. about them. The one that I will recommend is the one that, uh, I don't remember what is the name, but it's the one on the middle. And you finish the right you say, Rocha! <laughs>
2: <laughs> How could she do that to us? Yeah, it's a it's
0: a really good ride. Right? That's okay. the best one. Your legs end up like, like Bambi when oh. he was in the, you <laughs> Just know,
2: shaking and yeah. quivering.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every time people come from out of town, I'll take them. You know. So it was a uh,
2: very brave. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning yeah. this whole new side
0: of you too. Oh, yeah. gosh. Roja daredevil. Yeah. yeah. Rocha the daredevil. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.